Hello, welcome back for another edition of Grazia Life Advice. I'm Rhiannon and soon will be joined by another brilliant woman giving her six best pieces of advice and the one thing she regrets ever listening to. In future episodes, we'll have Amy Hart, Charlie Howard and Stephanie Yaboa. But here this time... Hello, I'm Clara Anfo. I am a radio and TV broadcaster and you are listening to the Grazia Life Advice podcast. Clara has worked with the biggest names in music through her work on BBC Radio 1. But she recently made headlines with an emotional speech on her show following the death in America of George Floyd, all about the impact his killing had had on her mental health. I was sat on my sofa crying angry, confused, and also knowing, stuck at the news. Stuck at the news of yet another brutalised black body. Coming up, how that Black Lives Matter radio segment changed things for Clara and is still having an impact today. Oh, my God, my DMs, like, I mean, they're still, I still haven't gotten back to all the messages. Like, it was it was genuinely overwhelming, with a penny basically just dropping from just, like, a lot of well-meaning white people who were just like, oh, my God, I genuinely had no idea. How she felt seeing herself as a Grazia cover star. Wow, OK, I'm on the front of the magazine. A lot of people are going to see my face. I feel really exposed. People are going to read about me and my life. Like, well, and, which sounds silly because obviously I do a very public facing job. And a regret over a past decision to chemically relax her hair. Yeah, I had some horrendous hair drama and some very dodgy, like, fringes and just broken uh, ends and just dodgy regrowth that I did not know how to maintain. Those chemicals, like, they're wild. Mm. It's like, I don't know, like, if anyone's bleached their hair, when you feel when you feel your scalp start to burn, it's not a, it's, it's not a good idea, hun. Here she comes. It's Clara Ampho. Hey, Clara, how are you? Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, good. I'm super happy to speak to you. We come just a few weeks after you were Grazia's cover star, actually, weren't you? And we just loved having you on the cover of the magazine. Ooh. How was that? I mean, I, I loved being your cover girl it was very surreal actually I remember I went I went to go and buy a coffee because loser well no actually no not a loser proud consumer let me let me remix that I, li- I live uh, quite close to uh, my, my local grocery store and it was just quite funny walking in there like in my tracksuit bottoms like getting my groceries not looking basically not looking like how you guys <laughs> made me look and I got a coffee alongside all my other bits and like the woman serving me just like didn't clock and it, it made me feel really good like it was just like a fun secret that I had to myself she scanned the barcode on the magazine with like my broccoli and whatever else I was buying and I was just like la 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 and skipped out the shop but um no it was thank you so much again for having me it was such an honour to, to be to be on it even though my mum hated the length of the uh, hot pink blazer I was in she wasn't <laughs> she, she was impressed with the piece she loved the words wasn't Good. impressed with the leg that I was showing but um, no but on a serious level like it was it was that no, it was really special so thank you very much I love those messages from your mum we should say you were you know a lot of the piece you were talking about you know something very serious the death of George Floyd the wave of Black Lives Matter protests that followed that death. And of course, your really emotional piece that you did on Radio 1. We're quite a few weeks on from it now. And I wonder if you've changed how you feel about that, if you're still getting people respond to you about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it oscillates between, you know, this wild hope 
and this optimism, which I genuinely do still have, but then also naturally being like, oh my God, the world is just, it's it's overwhelming. You know, I've had to... I've had to really limit my consumption of the news. Like I, I you know, I, I, whether it's good or bad, you know, I, you know, I love the news. I think it's imperative to sort of, you know, keep abreast of what's going on because like, you know, I always get annoyed when people say, not really into the news or I'm not really a political person. Like everything is news and everything is politics, whether you like it or not. And it's going to affect you however bothered or not bothered you are. Right. But I've definitely had to just limit how much I'm reading because, it, yeah, it, it, it's genuinely been quite triggering to my mental health. And I don't say that flippantly because I know, you know, look, as I said that day, mental health is something that we discuss a lot at work and that has definitely become a conversation as that's been pushed to the forefront over the past few years, as it should. But I also don't want to cheat. I don't want to be... Uh, I don't want to be seen to as well as I genuinely don't feel like I want to cheapen the conversation by saying, oh, my mental health. But but honestly, really genuinely, that is how I feel. Like anytime, you know, there's times I'll scroll for Instagram and people and people are rightly still posting about George and like Brianna Taylor and like Toy and Saloon. You know, I get I get very sad and I get I get angry and, and I and I feel a bit sick if I'm being honest. And so I think when it comes to you know, there's sort of um, the gory details, for want of a better phrase, of how these innocent black people are lose, losing their lives. I can't read. I can't read as much. What I'm now interested in is like, are black people going to stop getting stopped and searched, you know, unnecessarily, you know, by law enforcement? Are all the companies who posted that black square on Instagram going to start looking at who they employ and how they treat the people they currently employ? That's that's what I'm trying to pay attention to. Of course, the deaths are horrendous. And, you know, I read everyone and I take every and I take everyone in, you know, essentially as if as if they're my own family members, because that that is what it feels like to be any part of any marginalized community. Like, you know, when you see people that look like you or who have had, you know, the same lived experiences as you, you know, as a person of colour in this world, as a black person as well, you you know, you, you feel that like George Floyd could have easily been my older brother or or my dad had my dad chosen to go and live in America over England when he came here from Ghana. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm, I do definitely still feel, still feel hope, hopeful, like I said to you guys, you know, in the mag, because I have seen conversation definitely shifting. And I think I think there is definitely a, a movement of people accepting, you know, awkwardness and the uncomfortable energy that comes with talking about race and, you know, accepting that people are going to get things wrong and people are going to be feeling fragile. I mean, call me a call me a fool, but I'm I'm feeling hopeful. But there's definitely a lot of work to do. So, so let's just keep it pushing. I think I think that's my my energy right now. Like, let's you know keep your foot on the gas. This isn't okay. You posted the black square, great, but this is a lifelong commitment. You know, anti-racism, deconstructing systemic white supremacy, leveling the playing field. And I don't know if it's what you had in mind, but your first piece of advice is linked to that and to that movement. It was uh, Maya Angelou said, when you know better, you do better. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Look, you know, Maya Angelou is just, I mean, look, she, she, she's everything. Such a wise and incredible woman. And I, and I do believe that when you know better, you do better. Not always straight away. And I can definitely say I'm guilty of that because even sometimes when you know better, you still don't do better because your ego is like, no, do it that way. Or, you know, there's just that curiosity to, to go against what your gut is telling you to do when it comes to what is the, the right thing. But I think once you, once you have a certain knowledge, you can't turn a blind eye. So yeah, going back to the point about the black squares, it's like, okay, you guys have got the reading lists, the conversations out there, like Google is your friend, like, come on. And, and, I, and for me, you know, that those black squares, they were essentially like, a, they were a social contract to me, whether people's intentions were to virtual signal only or to truly commit to change within their organisations or if they were sincerely out of genuine solidarity, whatever. If you posted a black square, that is you absolutely acknowledging that you know that there is a problem. That was people saying, OK, we're aware now. I think what's interesting is you said that Google is your friend. And I think you posted about this and a lot of high profile black people were saying the same thing. Don't come to me to educate you. That is not my job. And was that mm-hmm. something that you struggled with? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Like Again, this um, these past few weeks, you know, yeah, they've been quite testing for me mentally. When I spoke, it, it definitely opened these floodgates. And like I said to you guys, you know, I felt like I could I could breathe. I was like, Whew. Okay, like this this is me. This is a part of my life and a part of my thinking that I've essentially been sort of suppressing from from my listeners. Like, you know, I I've always been vocal, but you know, to speak that blatantly, that publicly, you know, on radio, I hadn't I hadn't done that before. My oh my god, my DMs, like they're I mean, they're still, I still haven't gotten back to all the messages. Like it was it was genuinely overwhelming, with the penny basically just dropping from just like a lot of well-meaning white people who were just like, oh my God, I genuinely had no idea. It was a lot of that in my in my DMs. But then a lot of sort of um, guilt, a lot of conversations about guilt and a lot of sort of tears. And then people sort of expecting, I think, a sort of cookie from me. And I want to be really clear about that. I am so still to stay so genuinely touched by people reaching out to me because I know it comes from a good place. But what I will not do, and and I know I'm not wrong in saying this, is I'm not going to give you a cookie. Like one of my favourite, another favourite thinker of mine, the woman called Francesca Lee, who's brilliant. She's Cheska Lee on uh, Twitter and Instagram. She's so great. Um, she's got a series called Decoded, which kind of talks a lot about systemic racism, which I, I urge people to get into. But she said, look, you know, I'm not going to give you a cookie because you've just realised or just think that racism is bad and you feel sad. I'm happy that you, you're doing the learning, but I'm not going to pat you on the back and make you feel like you're being a good person because because you want to do the right thing that that's just a given you know and I think I've had to definitely set a boundary with that and just people sending me like racially traumatic stories expecting me to get to perform anger and upset on their behalf and I'm I'm not I'm not going to do that you know I'll share what I share when I when I feel like it and I'll have conversations when I feel like it but I think um there's definitely a long conversation I mean it's it's been ongoing 
um, about the expectations of black people, and particularly black women's emotional labor when it comes to movements and sort of social change. I mean, even even actually, if you if you look back to the history of like sort of like feminism in this in this country, feminist movements, and you know the Black Lives Matter movement, it's like that. You know, that was founded by like by by three women, and there's and historically, you know, there have been so many instances where you know black women have just sort of held the emotional brunt and it's a lot and and you know we have a right to like I said in the magazine to be joyous and to and to live a life that isn't just about trauma and and the proverbial struggle and so again to every single person who's willing to do the work and really wants to un, you know be anti-racist and dismantle the systems that have that they have they say may have have benefited from I say great fantastic but I'm not going to give you a cookie for it but I'm happy that you're doing it <laughs> you know and your second piece of advice is to stand in your truth and I just wondered when you gave that great speech on Radio 1 had you run that past the station managers your producers and were they supportive did you have to stand in your truth and say I'm saying this <laughs> that that's a great question so <laughs> basically only three other people saw it but my big bosses didn't see it um not because how do I say this properly <laughs> like and it wasn't a, a, a thing of me hiding it from them but I just think it's I think with anything you when you want to speak from the heart you want it to be authentic too many cooks can spoil the broth and these you know these are my words that was my lived experience I I you know I spent a weekend glued to the news like it thoroughly depressed me and I just I couldn't face going to work on the Monday and that was the absolute truth and so I wrote my words down but I think for me to run it through you know lots of people would have been counterintuitive to the whole point of the message so the only per- the only people that I that I showed showed it to was my lovely producer um, Leanne Webster, a wonderful woman by the name of Adele, and my two uh, fellow broadcasters Yasmin Evans, who's got a show on One Extra, and uh, Dottie, who does the One Extra Breakfast Show, because I just wanted to double check that I was just getting my point across because it wasn't about me tone policing myself per se, but I just I just wanted to be economic and and just smart with my words you know but yeah it was the absolute truth and and that yeah that was me standing in my shoes and no one can use it against me I was elated that I just got to like fully be me and I think if anything that day I think I found um a bit more depth a bit more a bit more purpose in my job as a broadcaster like you know obviously I love music and I love culture you know I love theatre film uh you know tv like you know like you name it but I think when it comes to you know what I care about socially I felt a new sense of power actually after after what I said but it was also bittersweet I I hate the fact I hate the fact that so many people have died so unjustly and I hate the fact that it took George's death, not only George, again, Brianna, I mean, the Philando Castile, you know, I remember that from from four years ago and that, that still just gives me chills. You know, Sandra Bland, like, again, the list goes on. I hate the fact that it took somebody to die and for my genuine visceral reaction to it, which which manifested in tears, to, to become almost more humanised to people. You know, why... 
did my tears make this real for people? But but that but that's the thing. It was a real moment, and and this is real. That you know this injustice is 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 real. And I just I just pray that somebody else's name doesn't become a hashtag anytime soon. That that that's my that's my hope. Mm. Yeah. Clara, could you tell me your third piece of best advice? Okay, yeah, be kind to yourself. And it only, yeah, it only really started making sense properly, I think, to me, about 2018, well, particularly 2019, I really had to take stock of my life and just make a decision to actually put myself first and stop mugging myself off and just be kind to myself because we all we all deserve, we all deserve kindness. Like, you know what, we're not put on this earth to suffer. I mean, despite you know, the challenges that the world throws at us, I genuinely believe you are not put on this earth to suffer, you know? And if you are privileged enough to live a decent life where you can wake up healthy every day, bloody hell, like, don't take the piss out, like, don't take the piss out of the gift. Like, and as, as trite as that sounds, like, I've truly, truly learned that. Life isn't perfect. I know mine isn't, I know yours isn't, I know everyone listening isn't perfect. But within that, you've got to... You've got to have mercy on yourself, man. Like, we're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to fuck up. We're all going to say the wrong thing here and there. And, and it's not about emotional stuff. It's even, like, frivolous things. Like, I don't know, you might have put on a, a, an outfit one day and be like, what the hell was I wearing? But you, know, you shouldn't beat yourself up over, over it for, like, the next 24 hours. It's like, okay, lol, I looked a bit I looked a bit out of like, whack that day. It's okay, I'll have a banging outfit tomorrow instead. I think I've just learned to give myself a break because I used to be, I used to just really talk to myself in a really nasty way. And when I look back, I'm just like, what the hell? I don't regret much in life, but I do, I do wish I started, I wish I started to be nicer to myself sooner for sure. Look, I've been, I'm really lucky. I've got genuinely like amazing friends, family members and, and colleagues, but I think um, I've definitely started attracting better people into my life and accepting better people into my life by just being nicer to myself and truly and truly loving myself. Because I think when you don't, that's when that's when you attract those uh, you attract those energy vampires. You did reference like just you know making a difference and making a change. What was it? Is there a moment? Is did something happen? Why did you decide to make that change about how you taught yourself? I think my dating life definitely had a lot to do with it. I just wasn't making very smart choices and allowing <laughs> and allowing like not great behaviour. I was just used to sort of being treated like shit by people that I was romantically interested in and almost accepting it as normal, even though I knew it was unkind. But I think being kind to yourself is also owning your own bullshit, right? And I think <laughs> I definitely yeah. had to take accountability for why I had been accepting you know, shit behaviour and attracting certain types of people. And that's not to say that, you know, these people were evil. I mean, narcissists, I think I can I can say definitely. <laughs> evil, not so much. <laughs> that's brilliant. We'll be back with more from Clara after this. We're back with Clara and we're about to go into her fourth piece of advice. And Clara, I have to tell you, someone else has actually given us this piece of advice as well. Share what it is. It's when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. And that's another from our darling, Maya Angelou. It's something that even I've had to sort of grow into believing fully just because... Honestly, I go through phases. Sometimes I'm very much sort of like, you know what? Three strikes and you're out. Or like, oh, maybe they were just having a bad day. Or sometimes I'm just like, oh my God, they were lovely at the start. 
they're going to be lovely forever. That can change. But then, you know, there's some people that I thought I was never going to get on with because of like, we met, we, because we literally got off on the wrong foot and they've ended up becoming like really close friends. Like it's a, it's a weird one, but I do essentially believe it because I think, you know, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. It is as simple as it sounds, but it's also, it's also much more complicated than that because you know what? You can meet the loveliest person ever, but you could catch them on a bad day and they might snap at you. And that's them showing you, not necessarily that they're a bad person. That's showing you, that's them showing you perhaps that they're hurting, but you don't know that, right? That's them showing you who, who, who they are. How you choose to receive that in a lot of ways is on you. You know, I, I like to believe in the goodness of people. I was going to say, you like to believe in the goodness of people, but sometimes you can't, can you? Sometimes you have to say, actually, you're not you're not good to have around. Well, no, but this is it. And like, you know, I, I, I 100% believe in like kind of going with your gut. And, 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 the, and people's friendships change, relationships change. Like people evolve, they they grow together, they they, they grow apart, you know, the person. And you, and you probably can know a person extremely well and they can switch on you a few years later. And that's okay because that's life. Like, you know, like it's like when you when like you've got your best friend in primary school, secondary school, and you're like, we're gonna be best friends forever. And sometimes it works out, and sometimes and sometimes it doesn't. I know I've definitely experienced that in, in, in my personal life for sure. But accepting that I think is quite um is quite is quite liberating. And I think so when somebody does show you show you who they are, believe them, but also believe them understanding that people change. People grow and evolve in, in different ways and it's okay. It's hard though, isn't it, to cut someone out of your life? It is, and have you had to do that before? I mean, yeah, I mean, I've had some people cut me out, mate. Like, <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, no, no, to be fair, to be fair, no. When I make friends, I make friends for life. Um, I had a mm. mutual cutting two or three years ago. Yeah, two, three years ago. And at the time, I was a bit like, I was a bit like, oh, my God. But also, it was actually the right thing for us to do. And again, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. I think the person that I fell out with is someone who is is genuinely like, I think at the heart of them, I do think they're a good egg. But I also know that when people are in pain, that can manifest in, di- in different ways. And I speak for myself as well. So when two different energies clash... Sometimes it's just it's just it's just best for both parties for not to be around <laughs> each other. I love no, but I, but I, but I think that's totally mm. healthy. You know, friends for reason, friends for a season, or whatever whatever the phrase is. And I extend that to family members as well. Like, just because you're blood related mm. to people doesn't mean you have to get along with them. Like, it's, of course, in an ideal world, like you would. Yeah. But your family are just people too. Yeah. You know. I mean, history is important and like, you know, what you build with people over the years through friendships, relationships, family ties, like that's not to say it's not important. But I also think it's, I do think there is something to be said for not tying yourself to history and just going with what, what is right in the moment. It feeds into your fifth piece of advice, which is one you've you've said that it's just kind of one you've come up with yourself and it's about <laughs> energy flows and where you put that energy. Yeah, Tell us that because it, it links in. Yeah, my, my, my dodgy analogy about like your energy being like your money, be careful where you spend it, mm. make sure you can grow somewhere. But it's true. Like I just, um, I'm really mindful of who I spend my time with these days because and not to be oh woe is me I'm so busy like I like being busy I like having stuff to do but when I'm busy yeah I'm I'm 
it's 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 a lot and and I think with me like my friends understand that look if I don't text you back immediately like my my real friends understand that it's not personal if I'm not reacting to this thing you shared on Facebook it's not because I don't care I'm just I'm all over the shop but now I'm thinking about it and I probably will get back to it maybe a few weeks later which I know isn't ideal but I've accepted that that's who I am mm. and it's something I'm working on and it's not and that's mm. not to be like a, a lazy get out plan like a, okay when are you going to send your birthday card like four weeks late every year now but I just I just know who I am like, I just know who I am in that sense and yeah and I think when it comes to like who I spend my time my energy with yeah I'm just very mindful of it because again this life man you just don't know what's going to happen like tomorrow next week, the ne- next month, like, again, you've only got to just, you know, read the news. You know, there's always some tragedy. Oh, my God, did you hear that so-and-so, so-and-so's mum just passed away? She was only 56. Did you hear that, um, you know, this happened to so-and-so's kid? They were just a baby. Like, you hear these horrendous stories. And even we're in the, in the moment, we're in the middle of a flipping pandemic. Like, come on. You know, and, and illness, you know, has no judgment. It comes to whoever it wants to come for. And I think... You know, being inside the house and and seeing what's been going on globally, I think it'd be weird for anybody not to have been affected by emotion in the sense of just sort of, you know, revising what it means to have sort of gratitude for life and, you know, for your people and how you want to spend your time and energy. And I think for me, I just I only want to be around people that make me feel good and I only want to make people feel good. Yeah, the current pandemic has really been a narrowing, I feel, hasn't it? You know, you haven't had time to check out everybody, check how everyone is, you know, and and you you can see in your own behaviours who's important to you somehow. You know, you can see, okay, well, actually, I forgot to message that person for three weeks, but I wanted to speak to this person every day. And I think people will take that advice forward about where you put your energy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, um, there's always love there. Love will always be the sort of basis of it. There's always love there. But I think I'm just very much at a point of accepting that people change and people grow. And that's not a bad thing, however you cut it. As long as, as long as the uh, the basis of love and respect is there for the people in your life, you just got to let people do what they're going to do. And I guess for you as well, you've taken a long time to get to where you are in your career. You've worked hard for it a long time, so you don't want to be not giving attention to that too. Exactly. Yeah. It's um, you know, every day I've just sort of I've got to sort of recalibrate like where my head's at. And just try not to freak out about things, and because even like when the, the when the magazine came out the other day, I was like, "Wow, okay, I'm on the front of the magazine. A lot of people are going to see my face. I feel really exposed. People are going to read about me and my life. Like, wow, and which sounds silly because obviously I do a very public facing job, but yeah, that was that was a moment for me, and it was a bit like, wow, okay." kind of thing but again I've just I've just got to be present again as cliche as that sounds I, I fully get it now because again it was another one of those mantras that I'd heard so much of over the year be present you know live in the moment and even though I understood it I just don't think I was living it fully and now I'm living it fully I get I get it so yeah that I'm just I'm really just trying to enjoy everything and be smart with my time because you genuinely do not know what's going to happen tomorrow. I mean, look, you hope for another day, but like, life is life, man. And your final piece of good advice, this is from your friend Yasmin. And I think we could all take this yeah. on board a bit. Tell us that. My final bit of advice from my lovely friend Yasmin Evans, off of one extra, um, is that you have the right to say no. 
you got the right to say no. Um, we were talking about this just yesterday, actually, because somebody had asked me to do something and I, just, and I just didn't want to do it, to be honest. I had a long to-do list. I, I just, again, it's, I, want to, I want to just save my energy to do things that I really want to do and do them properly and fully and not oversaturate myself. Because I think, especially in this job, there is a temptation to say yes to everything and I don't want to do that and you know and to sign and put and to put your name by every single movement and cause and etc and and as you and as you've learned about me I believe in you know I believe in putting my name to things that I truly believe in but I also think you've got to ration yourself smartly because if you oversaturate yourself the messages that you want to share can be lost because people are just like so used to sort of seeing you and so I had to say no to something yesterday and I was talking to Yasmin about it and she was, and, and I explained that, you know, I kind of said no in a sort of gentle, polite way, but not, not an abrupt no. I was more sort of like, you know what? I kind of gently tried to say, I've got boundaries, kind of overwhelmed at the moment, don't quite want to do this, but I didn't outwardly say no. And she just said, look, you can say no and you don't have to explain. That, that's been her advice. It's your right to say no with no explanation. And and I and I forget that sometimes because generally speaking, I don't have a problem saying no, but I have been known to explain why. And I just realised unless unless it's literally life or death, and unless it's like my mum, I don't have to explain anything to anybody. And I don't and I don't think anyone should. And and really taking it on from Yasmin has been quite powerful. So big big up to Yazzie. <laughs> Do you think that's something that everyone can take on board or do you think that you are now in a position where you've worked hard and you feel like you can say no? I feel sometimes when especially women have come up through the ranks, they think that that's the way to to win is to not say no and to take everything on. Well, we'll put it this way. Women are still fighting over their reproductive systems, for God's sake. Like we're still fighting over, you know, the the ownership of our bodies and how and, and what can happen inside our flipping wombs. Like that's mad. And so the concept of saying no around anything else, whether it's, you know, in the workplace or um, and how you assert yourself in, in relationships, just even when you're when you're out and about, like, you know, if, if somebody wants to buy you a drink and then and you say and you say no to them, like sometimes you can get a hostile hostile reception like it's scary how society is afraid of women not complying you know you'll see those women who who are maybe in like their late 30s early 40s yeah I don't really fancy having kids oh my god <laughs> yeah like but why because because mm. because don't because don't because don't want them quite mm. like being an auntie thanks like sorry sorry about it like mm. you know or even women who want to become mother mothers in in their late 40s oh my god I can't believe you're trying to get pregnant at 41 and mm. so what yeah. It's mad. So I think to to really say no with your chest and to say no with no explanation is it's quite the act of defiance. So I think that's something that I'm definitely going to practice more. I'm at this point now where it's not good enough to say no. I'm just, it, but but saying no without explanation is is where I'm trying to get to for sure. Yeah, empowering. And we like to finish the podcast on the worst piece of advice you've ever been given. Tell us what that is. <laughs> the worst piece of advice I was given was to relax my hair. <sighs> I mean, I haven't relaxed my hair for at least 15 years now, and I'm very happy about it. So for people that don't know, relaxer is a chemical straightener um, that a lot of black women use um, on their hair. And if you are new to uh, the lessons about uh, supremacy and systemic oppression, you'll understand why black women started straightening their hair in the first place. But yeah, it's 
it's you know it's a, it's a common practice. It allegedly makes your hair easier to manage, but I actually found more issues with it. And yeah, I had some horrendous uh, hair drama and some very dodgy like like fringes and just sort of like just broken uh, ends and just dodgy regrowth that I did not know how to maintain. Yeah, I just wish I never relaxed my hair. What a waste of time. Like those those chemicals, like they're wild. Mm. It's like I don't know, like if anyone's bleached their hair, when you feel when you feel your scalp start to burn, it's not it's it's not a good idea, hun. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Brilliant. Clara, thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. I've absolutely loved talking to you today. Thank you. My absolute pleasure. I love talking to you too, Rihanna. And again, thank you for having me thanks for making me a cover girl (laughs) it was so great spending time with clara i hope you enjoyed it as much as i have next week it's love island's amy hart where i live i've grown up with a lot of people and a lot of them are very very nasty to me now and some of my alleged friends still associate themselves with these people knowing how nasty they've been to me how can you still hang out with them It makes you realise who your real friends are. As you can hear, lots and lots to discuss with Amy. If you want to make sure you get that episode as soon as it's available, do subscribe. That means you'll get the podcast automatically to your device as soon as it's ready. And I know everyone is so, so busy, but please, if you have a moment and you're enjoying the podcast, do rate and review us. It really helps spread the word. And if you're really enjoying it, why not also tell your friends on social media? Thank you.